tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace, you're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Heru, and we got... The man of the decade, Brother Ra, how you doing? Uh, brother, you know, enjoying life, taking it a day at a time, you know, applying what's up on what's up in heaven, down below on earth, brother. Not much else. How about yourself? Hey, you know, just um, enjoying the changes, you know. Um, got, you know, daughter's getting bigger. She's growing, you know, enjoying that and, you know, trying to uh, adjust to all the exterior changes having out here happening, you know, out here as well. So, you know, no complaints. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, definitely changes, definitely changes. But I'm sure having that beautiful baby girl, man, is always inspiring and gives you that 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 power to keep pushing and and, and, and go over the top for you know a little. I always tell men, you're not really a daddy until you have a little girl. <laughs> so you know, uh, definitely, I know that's that's. Uh, that's a, motiv- a powerful motivational factor in the right direction. Indeed, indeed, you know. But um, before we go further, um, I want to remind you all that this podcast is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprucha Astrology. You can find um, Push It Forward Media Group at pushitforward.com. You can also find us on Instagram at pushitforward, that's P-U-S-H, I-T-F-W-D. Um, that's spelled that way, both for the Instagram and the website. Um, you know, also make sure you follow us at Cosmic Convo. That's on Instagram. That's C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N-V-O. Um, and we're also at uh, Cosmic Convo on Facebook as well. Um, Brother Ra, um, how can the people get in touch with you? Uh, three primary ways. Uh, Facebook. And IG both Shekamra on both, so you can use the same name on either one of those and get a hold of me, or you can even hit me up on astrology at gmail.com. Either one of those definitely ring my bell. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So we're back, we're here, you know, season two finally in full effect. Um, you know, it took a little while, you know, but we were just getting everything together, getting our minds right, and you know, um, letting you all. You know, get, get a, a little break, you know, because I know, you know, these topics and astrology on its own could be a little heavy, but, um, you know, we're back now. You know, how you feel about that, Brother Rob? Indeed, indeed. Uh, you know, again, everyone, appreciate your patience. You know, um, uh, these podcasts, these shows are definitely, like I said, they're hard-hitting, they're heavy, they're deep, uh, and for us to be able to really do them thoroughly and properly, uh, sometimes we have to really kind of decompress and take that information and then really uh, come back with something even better and stronger so that we can get deeper into this knowledge and really explore uh, how this thing works. So, again, thank you all for your patience. And this season two is definitely one you want to tune into. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, to that point, you know, I think I think we we started off at a um, at the perfect time. You know, uh, right now, I mean, if you, unless you live on, you know, Pluto somewhere, you probably, you know, somewhere cooped up in your house, you know, keeping your eye on the news. If you're in the United States, you're definitely keeping your eyes on the news because you, you're looking at what all the different reports is coming on and stuff like that. So we got, you know, this kind of global pandemic thing going on. Um, but this episode, we're not going to hit that directly. It's definitely related, but we're not going to hit it directly or whatnot. So, um, 
you know, before we get all the way in the topic, I did want to, you know, let everybody know that um, we got some new things that we're starting um, this season. Um, number one, you know, we're going to launch our pat- um, Patreon, right? And it's going to give you opportunity to be more part of the show and, and you know, and kind of, you know, really show your appreciation for the show, you know, and um, kind of uh, help us out a little bit as well, help the show out. So we can grow the show. We can do different things with it, you know, and and take it to new heights and stuff like that. So we'll be releasing the details on that, you know, coming real soon or whatnot. Um, and, you know, also, um, we're going to, um, you know, um, this season is going to, it's going to operate a little differently. You know, we kind of, met and you know kind of got a, a lot of things planned out um but i i think you all will really kind of enjoy how how we're going to hit these topics and then like i said with the patreon you guys have an opportunity to um you know have some input as well um brother why how do you how you how you feel about how you feel about those changes uh change is always good and uh changes that we're implementing is to expand the show. It's really to grow the show. It's really to uh, have it to where it's a, a show at some point that we may, you know, bring some of our listeners on and maybe even have conversations down the road. But uh, this is so that we really can expand the topics, expand the comments, expand the dialogue, and really give people what they're looking for in regards to um, interacting with the knowledge, if you will. So I'm all for the changes, and I look forward to, to uh, uh, that 25th show when we're going to really talk about the next season. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, you know, getting down to the get down, um, you know, today's show, we're going to hit, this is, this is one of the shows that we promised you last season. Um, but, you know, I just think it's, it's just a perfect time to hit it, you know, um, you know, and it's relevant to kind of what we're experiencing right now. Um, but it's also a show that just reiterates the, um, importance of knowing what time it is. Right. So this is another one of those astrological ages show. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about our current age, the age that we're in right now, the age of Pisces. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, to start off, the first thing we want to do is, um, well, before we do that, um, Brother Rod, did we, and, and, and we, we had the Age of Aquarius show last season, but did we go into how an age is calculated or how long an age is, or did we did we give any details about that last season? I don't quite recall right off hand. We did, we did, we did, we did go uh, into it, but, you know, to kind of, start off the show with understanding some general um, principles of astronomy and all astrology folks is astronomy infused into human behavior that's all it is it's just how the planets move and work and how they move and work within the context of human behavior and how they affect human behavior right um but Nonetheless, uh, the ages themselves are also called eons. You'll hear them refer to that in other, in other uh, maybe genres or um, uh, other reference points. But they're also called eons. And so each eon or age is approximately 2,160 years. Yeah. Now, each one of those ages is based upon or relates to an actual zodiological sign. So each age being 2,160 years, the age of Pisces is 2,160, age of Aries, the age of Aquarius, the age of Capricorn, and so forth. Each one is respectively 2,160 years. The way we understand it is that when we multiply the 2,160 years times 12, we come up with a great age which that is 25,920 years. So the great age is when the uh, all 12 of 12 of the zodiac signs 
by way of precession has been there has been a complete cycle of that 25,000 year period and then of course it starts anew again well the way we understand the ages each age being 2160 years and the circle itself is what we're talking about zodiac zo right is animal and diac it's circle so this circle of animals yeah a circle is 360 degrees when we look at the sky we're taking that 360 degrees and dividing it up into 12 equal portions i said equal right because there are some astrological systems that don't use equal portions but for the sake of making everything equal right it's right uh, 12 signs right you're going to take 360 and divide 12 divide it into 12 and you're going to get 30 so each sign is worth, is worth 30 degrees well when you look at the heavens it takes 72 years for the heavens to precess meaning to move backwards one degree so if we understand one degree is 72 years right and we multiply 12 right times 72 right well excuse me I'm sorry when we multiply uh, 72 times 30 you get three two thousand one hundred and sixty excuse me yeah right so each age being two thousand one hundred and sixty then we can take that two thousand one hundred and sixty years and start looking at it from the perspective of that is the age that we're in the sign that we're in this is the energy that is over the globe. This is the energy that is underneath this, the undercurrent of what's going on. So the age of Pisces lasts for 2,160 years. The age prior to it, which is the age of Aries, lasted 2,160 years, and then so forth and so forth and so forth. So just keep in the back of your mind that we're talking about a period of over 2,000 years right <clears throat> give or take yeah and so uh, understanding procession the sky moves backwards as it goes the way we know that the way we would know the age to really demark the age is on March 21st right every year we look out on the horizon in the sky and see what the constellation is the, what we see what sun the constellation is in when the sun is rising March 21st every year so right now as it rises on March 21st it's about six degrees Pisces yeah right so we just do simple math right we got 72 years right I just rounded to 70. 70 times 6 is about 420 some odd years plus before we're actually in the next age. Right, give or take a few years. So we have about that period of time left. So we're almost at the, we're actually at the end of the age, but we're not in the age of Aquarius yet. Yeah. We're on the cusp of the cusp. So understanding that when we talk about the age of Pisces, we also have to talk about the age that precedes it because that kind of gives us the pretext to what is going to occur in the age. And so the age of Aries is the age prior to the age of Pisces. And I know most people are thinking that in my what Aries is before, is bef how does it that goes from Aries to Pisces when Pisces starts it off and it goes forward? Remember again, the ages move backwards through the signs. So it would go from Aries to Pisces to Cap to Aquarius to Capricorn to Sag and so forth, going backwards. And this, and this is one, one thing I wanted to add. This is, you know, we, we've touched this before, but, um, you know, the procession is one of the key differences between the sidereal and tropical Um you know, approaches to astrology. Absolutely, the sidereal takes into account the eight, the movement of the plant, the movement of the the movement of procession and the movement of the sky, and also it reflects what is actually in the heavens as we speak when we look at planetary placements. So we don't look at necessarily what's on paper, even though we use 
ephemeris and paper to ref to reflect what is in the sky will actually use what is actually in the heavens and not something that has been uh, appropriated for another time but that's a whole other topic I'm sure at some point we may delve into nonetheless uh, absolute brother this is based on sidereal astrology that's the only way you can get an age is by using sidereal astrology yeah so understanding these ages the age of Aries right Aries is the sign of war of conquering of subduing of of pioneering of of, of, of uh, moving into unknown uh, territories, right? And so the age of Aries is just that when, uh, if we will, the Western man kind of was released from uh, his uh, tenure in the caves and hills, right? And so uh, you begin to see at this age, during this age, just 2,160 year period, war is all around the globe and so you see in this conquering of peoples this subduing this this um, overwhelming force of, of people that come out of nowhere and seemingly change uh, how things are done from a very spiritual outlook to one is a very much more, much more materialistic outlook uh, but nonetheless, right, we'll do an age on, the, we'll do the ages, we'll do one on the age of Aries, which is quite phenomenal as well, just seeing how that age facilitated so much, so much war, so much conquering. Yeah. Uh, but to bring us kind of, you know, forward somewhat, uh, we know that between all fire and water signs are what we call Gandanta zones, uh, between 29 degrees, anytime, any 29, uh, 29 degrees of any water sign to about 1 degrees of any fire sign, that zone is what we call the Gandanta zone. So that is kind of like the, the point which things are really topsy-turvy uh, in that area of the sky, right? in that zone, or when things pass through or kind of affected by that, that, that energetic um, area. And so we know that the age of, Air, the age of Pisces began around right, I'm gonna say three between three twenty five to three thirty AD. Some people push it to three hundred, some people push it a little after, maybe even three sixty, three seventy. Remember we're talking seventy two degrees is seventy two years is one degree. Right? And if we take seventy two times two is one forty four. One forty four is that kind of that little 144 years is kind of like a zone where you this is when the, the shift really happens right when the flux changes over from one thing to another and so we know right around that time it was 300 AD 300 ish that's when Christianity as a religion began to take birth to take begin to take root in order for that to happen several things kind of took place at that time, one of which is called the Council of Nicaea, which is convened by an individual uh, by the name of Constantine. Uh, he's a Roman emperor, or was a Roman emperor at the time. And uh, this Council of Nicaea uh, was generated so that they could come up with a consensus and a streamlined understanding of how they're going to approach this newfound uh, uh, way of life and religion, if you will. Yeah. Now, talking about the age of Pisces, since we're now into, um, we're out of the age of Aries, we're into right around 300-ish, like I said, AD, and we've moved out of the age of war, right? We're talking about the Roman Empire has is beginning to fall at this point, y'all. Right? Well, it needs a reinfusion. In fact, in the area at the time, there was a lot of different factions with regards to um, the ways that these people kind of did their their everyday life so some of them were pagan some of them were christian some of them i'm sure were agnostic they had different ways of doing it but in order to kind of consolidate and make sure that this empire remained in power right there had to be a new approach and this is all simultaneously happening when the ages are switching over from one age to the next so war is no longer the means right and at this time, you're talking Egypt is still a big 
piece of the bread basket of, of Rome. Right? Yeah. In ancient times, Egypt was the bread basket of Rome. You know, the, the, the interesting thing about that is that that, you know, a lot of people think that that's, you know, Rome was trying to conquer Egypt for its gold and stuff like that. But it really, it was for its agricultural capability. Oh, man. I mean, you could grow anything on the Nile. To this day, you drop a seed on that soil and walk away and it's it will take root. Yeah. So, you know, being the breadbasket of... And uh, of, one more thing, and that's the reason why Italy is known for what it's known for. <laughs> the mm -hmm. pastas, the breads, because it wasn't producing right. that stuff on its own back in the day. No, not by a long shot. And so, you know, understanding that at that time, you know, Egypt is still a very big player in the world scene. It's not some backwater little country. This is a serious... I mean, you must understand, the pyramids still looked fairly decent at this time. Yeah. I mean, it looked still close to what it would look like had it been in its heyday. So, so it had the limestone you know, on it. Ex right. Right. Because the limestone was taken off the pyramids to build mosques, folks. Yep. So the limestone was still there. We're talking about Cleopatra and all these kind of people are still around at this time. So Egypt is still a very major player in the world scene. And they have a very strong impact on the world of Rome, on the thoughts of Rome, the customs of Rome, all these things. But that's another story. But trust me, Christianity is more than influenced by the, the um, spiritual systems of ancient Egypt. Oh, yeah. In fact, just as a side note, talking about the Council of Nicaea and talking about some of the things that they did, what they, one of the things the councils did, maybe not at this council, but as they progressed, is to canonize certain books that would be facilitated in what we now call the Bible. And so whatever was not considered canon, obviously, you know, was com considered a uh, heretic, right, or uh, you know, it's heresy if you were to read it. But nonetheless, certain books that weren't included, some of those books, in fact, a cache of them called the Nash Hamadi Library was found in ancient Egypt. Now, why would biblical texts or scriptures that weren't included be found in a place like Egypt? It would You would think it'd be found in the Middle East in some... Dead Sea cave somewhere, some cave near the Dead Sea or something like that. And they have some Dead Sea Scrolls too. But these scrolls were found in Egypt. Yeah. And so it shows that Egypt was a major player at the time when these religions were being created. But this religion, rather, was being created. So let's talk about the age, right? Now we can have some pretext and some context. Let's talk about the age itself. Well, the age of Pisces is ruled by Jupiter. Right. And Jupiter is the planet of religion, bar none. Right? It is the planet of religion. Well, what is being birthed at this time? Uh, the, the world's so-called first monotheistic religion right, is being birthed. Well, Jupiter is now taking over on the scene. Yeah. Right? Right? No longer is it the conquering. In fact, Constantine said himself, we will conquer through this sign. Mm -hmm. so, so religion is the new mainstay in the world at this time. It's the new, the new kid on the block, right? The new way of doing things, right? And so Jupiter ruling religion is, you can see that this is the inception of when this world view will change. Well, and I mean, and another thing, I mean, we, we mentioned it, but I just wanted to emphasize that, you know, Constantine um, is considered the, you know, the first Christian, you know, major world leader <laughs> at this time, or not just in general, ever, <laughs> right? Right. And the Council right. of Nicaea is, you know, um, 
I mean, that's how you, you got the books that you have in the Bible and the, the emphasis of Jesus is what all comes out of this right here at the beginning of the age of Pisces. Yes, sir. I mean, Jupiter, the religion, the religiosity, the that as a kind of um, way of life is taking over. And the momentum of that is uh, far reaching because when we talk about these ages, I'm going to get into how the turning points of these ages, we're going to see how, you know, this religion spreads, you know, quickly. You know, but moving into it, you know, also talking about Jupiter, we also can talk about expansion because Jupiter is the planet of expansion and growth. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, really just giving some people some raw data to match, you know, because when you look at astrology, it's right brain and it's left brain. Well, the right brain side is, you know, Jupiter, the symbols and, you know, kind of what... Uh, the, the, the symbology of it is, but the left brain side is to take the data that we see and to see how it correlates with what the symbols are reading or revealing. And we can see that in this particular age, in fact, just thinking about it, folks, I mean, up until the 20th century, there were only 1.5 billion people on the globe at a given time. By 1927, the number jumps to 2 billion. By 1950, the number joins to 2.5 billion. I know it seems slow, but just keep listening. By 1970, we're looking at 3.7 billion people on the globe. 1980, 4.5. 1990, 5.3. By 2000, we're at 6 billion. 10 years ago, we were at 7. And in 10 years, don't see me, 5 years from now, we'll be at 8 billion people on the planet. <laughs> That means within a hundred year period of time, the exponential growth on this planet of people has skyrocketed. That is Jupiter bar none. Hmm. Expansion, growth, multiplication, all of those things that Jupiter rules. Right? So not only did we mention religion as a mainstay, we'll check, right? Now we got expansion and we can see the expansion in the world check hmm. right so we see this is the age we're talking right now keep it in mind right yes right jupiter is ruling so christianity is taking root really it's the, it, it's it's the deal and we're talking expansion because christianity didn't just stay in that region it went everywhere it's not a place on the globe that christianity has not touched so again, expansion through religion, always still focusing back on the points that Pisces is revealing to us about what is going on in the world at this time. So continuing, right? Now we're talking about religion, talking about expansion, growth, explosions of population on the planet, right? Getting further into this age, Right. We're talking now, the Holy Roman Empire has taken its root on the world. It rules the world. Right. But simultaneous, the Dark Ages ensue. Right. Now, remember, during this time, we have the Crusades. Right. All the Crusades were about is religion. Of course, wealth and pillaging. But in the name of religion, yes. Yeah. But religion is still the fundamental reasoning behind it yeah so again religious themes i mean just repet repetitiously for thousands of years we're looking at this as the as what is going on now i say people say what about africa yes well guess what what happened in 700 a.d another new religion was born and it also sought expansion in the region in which it was in, which is the religion we now know is what it's called Islam. It wasn't always called Islam. It's called Mohammedanism at one point. Mm -hmm. So, but nonetheless, this is another religion that is expanding and spreading and taking over in its name. Same theme, 
different religion, different, different, same thing, right? But just underneath a different uh, disguise. So you can see religion as a mainstay of this age. Now moving in and talking about it, because it's difficult to talk about the dark ages, and I know, right, for all intents and purposes, right, because they're saying that Europe was dark and all this kind of stuff, right? I get it. But they also might be kind of hinting to the Moors that came in and civilized them when they were in the dark ages. Yeah. To give them some of the advancements that they have, because obviously the church was hoarding knowledge. The church is a whore when it comes to knowledge. She hoards it. Don't you think for one minute that the Vatican don't got a whole lot of scriptures that they got from some place they'll never tell you where they get them from? Yeah. Might we might find out something though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gonna find out something, all right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It'd be the end of the church, pretty mm-hmm. much. But you know what I mean? Like this is to understand that this is the power that this this entity has what we call the church. I mean, it's the most powerful thing on the planet. But even still, within the construct of this age, we have the dark ages, and then we have an enlightenment so-called period. Well, Jupiter is also enlightenment. In fact, Pisces is the sign of enlightenment. Yeah. So you see how these themes keep running over and over. They keep presenting themselves over and over and over and over and over. Right? Because this is the age, this is the time, this is the pulse of the planet, this is what's going on, this is what's being, um, in. this is the divine plan at work, if you will. Yeah. Now, moving in and talking about Jupiter, well, you know, in fact, kind of segueing from Jupiter, Pisces is also a water sign. And so water, right, it, it kind of, a, it, it's not... It doesn't deal with logic. It doesn't deal with reality. It deals with irrationality, emotions, sentimentality, illusions, dreams. Right? When you in when you're underwater, you know you have your range of sight is limited. Yeah. So now understanding when they say the dark ages, when you look into water, water itself is clear. You can't pick a water and it's blue. No. But when you look into the water, because the depth of the water, because the water obscures things, right? Then we can talk about the darkness that comes with right water. In fact, even in Chinese, right, th- uh, uh, thinking and and TCM and uh, Taoist thinking, water is also associated with ignorance, yeah, with youthfulness. Yep, twenty twenty nine twenty nine hexagram. There it is exactly. So you're understanding that water universally is a symbol where you're not seeing properly. You're feeling, not seeing. And if you notice around, people don't operate. I mean, we're beginning to because the age's powers are waning and there's a switching at hand. But still, most folks are still very sentimental when it comes to Jesus and Christianity and their belief systems. Science and the things that are advancing and the uncovering of the truths that have been hidden, obscured by water, obscured by religion, hidden by the powers that be. Yes, those things are bubbling up to the surface now. Indeed. I mean, and and, and to that point, you know, um, I don't know about you, but I mean, it is, you know, like a little while ago, I was just kind of thinking about it. And it's, it's kind of odd how pretty much every major culture across the globe has a hard time recovering their ancient traditions, <laughs> right? Like everybody, mm-hmm. even the like for black people, it makes sense, right? We were we were displaced, you know, brought to a whole nother, you know, totally cut from. So you can that, there's some logic to that, but you, I'm talking about cultures that's essentially been in the same place for thousands of years. They don't even remember everything like that. So it's like we've gone through like this massive, you know, brainwash amnesia episode (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) during this mm -hmm. period of time. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, is that, you know, um, water is also memory. But the thing is, is that it's not a 
Pisces doesn't facilitate uh, that kind of energy where you know it's readily there. It's Pisces is vacuous. It's expansive. It's 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 endless, right? And so, being that endless type of thing, when you have that type of energy overlaid, it creates kind of a uh, a mental fog, a mental um, sleep. Because in fact, the 12th sign is connected to the 12th house, and the 12th house is sleep. Yeah. Right. It's being, you know, and if you, if you think about it, and especially from the black, I mean, we can say it from the black man's perspective, it's like we've been asleep for 2,000 years, it seems. Yeah. And we're waking up, and you know when you wake up, you crust the eye, you know, you gotta brush your teeth, man, get you some water. You know, it takes a while to acclimate to reality. Yeah. Right. But nonetheless, right? And great point, man, because that's exactly what we're experiencing is just that. That amnesia type feeling where, you know, what happened? Where are we? How do we get here? And in fact, in India, um, there's a, a, one of the avatars of Vishnu was called Krishna. They have a city that's supposed to be connected to Krishna called Dwarpa. Well, Dwarpa is was recorded. Well, they they mentioned it in a book called the Mahabharata, which is a book about an ancient war that happened in India. But in there, the city named Dwarpa is supposedly it disappeared. Well, they found the city, right? It literally is. It's it's a real city, and so it existed about five thousand A.D. I mean, five, excuse me, 5,000 before the Common Era. So we're talking quite old. But, again, you would think that the people in India would still have that knowledge and access to it because it's right there off the coast. But the water covered it and obscured it and it erased it from their memory. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened. Hmm. And so, you know, recovering that memory, uncovering those secrets, right? That's all Pisces stuff. But even talking about the, the sign, the symbol of Pisces, which are two fish swimming in opposite directions, well, hmm, kind of coincidental that uh, the sign for Christianity is what? <laughs> it's a fish. It's a fish. He even got a radio station. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like, you know, you just can't get any, like the symbol itself. The symbol was there before Christianity got here. Yeah. So, Hmm. Right now we have an age that is even the religion, the theme of the sign and the religion are coin they coincide. That just you can't get any better. I mean, I know people say the Pope's hat looks like fish. I've heard that before. I don't know if that necessarily is what was the intended idea, but it does look like a fish. A little bit. A little bit. Might be a stretch. Right. Little little little, little twist and turn. Yeah. But it's. It sure isn't far-fetched that they took place of the Kim, the Commission ideology and thought processes, especially by the way of their garb and their and their religiosity and their their rituals and their uh, religious approach. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you said I mean like you know, it's right hand and sing, but nonetheless, talking about that symbol, seeing the symbol in connection to the religion itself, shows you that clearly that this is the age that is at hand. And within the construct of this, we're also talking about, I mean, talking about some serious stuff happening at this time, folks. We're talking about the Inquisitions, Protestantism, like I said, the Crusades. I mean, there's a lot going on. And all this is centered around religion. Everything that we've mentioned. Now, talking about kind of how we navigate this time period and understand, you know, what, what's unfolding, what's happening. Well... We mentioned in last uh, season something called nakshatras. And nakshatras are the way we kind of delineate the signs and kind of separate the energies within each sign one from another. So not all Piscean energy runs the same. Not all Aryan energy runs the same. They have some different vectors within that energy uh, construct. And so... 
Pisces has three primary energy zones called nakshatras. One is called Ravati, the other is Uttarabhadrapada, and the other is um, Purvabhadrapada. And so those three right, are broken down, and each one of those is 13 degrees, 20 minutes. 13 degrees, 20 minutes of each one yields about 960 years for each cycle, or for each nakshatra. Yeah. So we can talk about like different zones or different activities within the age of Pisces. If that makes sense. Indeed. Indeed. Right. So, <clears throat> understanding this thing starts off with Ravati, right? And Ravati is ruled by the planet Mercury. So this is a portion of Pisces that is going to be mercurial in nature. When we say mercurial, meaning that Mercury is going to have influence on Piscean type themes. So remember we said it's ruled by Jupiter. So now we're talking about from 330 AD to 1250 AD, right? And to give you the quick math, so give you the quick math, right? From 330 AD to 1250 AD is 960 years. When we take 72 years for, right, 72 years for one degree, and we know there's 13.33 because we're rounding it up. 13, point, 13 degrees 20 minutes is equals right around 13.33. Multiply that as 72. That's how you get your 960 years per nakshatra. So yeah. from the age of, from the year of 330 to right around 1250, we're talking about spreading the message of, of Christianity, globalizing the religion, increasingly refining and also proselytizing the message of, of Jesus Christ, right? From 330 to 1250. This is, and you can look in history and they will show you that they ran over Europe with this knowledge. This was the time that they were setting up shop within the different little small, what you would call peoples, Germanic peoples, um, Saxons and all these different, they were setting up the religion as the main reason and, and the main way of doing things. So from that period of time, proselytizing, and then we talk and we make a drastic turn right around 1250 AD. Well, guess what? Hmm. In history, right, this is when the Inquisitions begin. Yeah. And the Inquisitions is another twist, right, within the religious context. So we said that Ravati which is from 330 AD to 1250 AD, which is ruled by Mercury, or co-ruled by Mercury. Now, we're in the Uttara Bahadrapada phase, or Nakshatra of Pisces, from 1250 AD to 2250 AD. So we're still in that Uttara Bahadrapada phase. And this portion of Pisces is ruled by Saturn. Yeah. So Saturn deals with morbidity, right? Fearfulness, brutality, cruelty, harshness, insensitivity, right? All the things that could come out, first of all, with the jump off, with the inquisitions, which really started right between from 1184 to right around 1250. That's when they got, that's when it really got kicking off. And 1250, the party was started. Oh, so yeah. we're talking Saturn is now in play. Within the context of religiosity, right? Yeah. So, this is, and I mean, folks, you want to talk about how <laughs> history can show you some very horrendous things? Look at the Inquisitions. I mean, they did some pretty graphic things. They probably got ready to, that's where they got slavery pretty much, right? We can do this, right, before we even get started. Yeah. Type deal. Right? But, <laughs> They brutal tortures, brutal stuff. You don't even wish you'd even be repeating. It's just that brutal. Taking things that you wouldn't even think about doing things with and torturing you with them. Yeah. You know, witch hunts, you know, and this is all from heresy. This is all because some people didn't want to practice Christianity the way the church, the Catholic Church prescribed. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you know, you can you look it up. That was the whole justification. 
I mean, of course, we know they had other, you know, reasons for what they, you know, did with slavery. But, you know, as far as when they got permission from the Pope, the Bible, Christianity was used to to you to give that permission. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sleeping night. You know, it's like a sleeping night. All these heathens. Right. So, and again, I mean, perfect example, because slavery, which is the next major significator uh, uh, or re revealer of the age, right? Because we're looking for things that will reveal something that would match or connect to this particular portion of time. So, between, right, from 1250, think about it, between 1250 to 1400s, it's only 150 to 200 years. 1400s, 1492, is when the party gets started, January 1st, 1492 to be exact, when they remove the Moors from Europe. And then shortly thereafter, here comes your good old boy, Christopher Columbus. Cristobal Colon. <laughs> right? And so he's on the scene. Of course, that's a whole, we know that's not true the way they portray it, but just, just use him as an example. He goes over and he meets some people that he thinks are so-called Indians, and he says, well, I'm going to just go on and put you up on game. Welcome to Jesus, right? And you give me the gold, I'll give you Jesus, right? And then the rest is history, right? So, you see me, but it's still under a religious what? Theme. Yeah. Not only to mention, because when we talked about the water sign, it's a water sign. So, right, these, this religion is being expanded, Jupiter, through what? Water. water. Seafaring. <laughs> Seafaring. All Piscean things. Um, Christopher Columbus in 1492 um, sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> right? See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you see what I mean? Like this is not, when we start seeing the patterns of history, it's really phenomenal to see how astrology is the undergirding thing that is the bedrock from where these things grow from. Yeah. The, the, it's the soil from which they spring. Right? So Saturn is there. Saturn, 1492, that's not far from 1250, is it? No, not at all. And we're talking Jonah Ark, all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, the Demolay, most people don't know what Demolay, that's where Demolay is connected to the Crusaders, which connected to the Knights Templar, yeah. which connected to Masonry. Yep. So, I mean, you, you see how this is all interwoven. But you don't really get this in school. This is the real stuff they should have been teaching us in school, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> understanding that Saturn is the real um, catalyst in this, right? He's the one that's activating the Jupiterian energy. That's how you read nakshatras. So Saturn is now putting its twist on it. And Saturn, remember, it brings morbidity, coldness, and fear, but it also brings slavery. Yeah. And so 1492, 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, 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 
Jupiter also rules banks and bankers. And who rules the world today? Bankers. So, see, you're not wiggling out of this thing. You think, oh, religion is the only means? Nope. It covers you on all bases. Oh, yeah. So, you know, keeping that in mind, we talk about the duality of this because now we're talking about the age of Pisces. It's a dual sign. And being dual, meaning mutable, it goes back and forth. It's unstable. It's flux. So being a dual sign, it talks about when we're thinking about the dual thing. Well, remember, all dual signs have two things happening at once. Right? All mutable signs are dual. Just a little FYI, astrological right, tidbit. All dual signs, mutable signs, have two things inside of them. Gemini has male and female. Virgo has the problems of dealing within themselves, so they're still two. They're battling within themselves. Yeah. Right? Then you have Sagittarius, which is the half horse, half man, dual. Then you have Pisces, which is two fish, dual. So all mutable signs are dual in nature. And being dual in nature... Right? There's duplicitousness inside of it. So when we talk about the two fish, now we can understand what the two fish mean. The one fish that's swimming one way is spirituality, is truth, is, is rituals, right? is uprightness, is morality. But the other one is bigotry, poverty, misfortune, extremism, excesses. And we understand what happens when the body produces excesses through too much growth. You get masses, cancer. Cancer. Abscesses, cancer. Well, the world's kind of cancerous right now through all of the excesses that we've been producing, through the unprecedented growth of mankind. Now, when we talk about expansion, well, guess where else we're expanding now? <laughs> Space. Space. <laughs> and there's junk. Ex excess up there too. It make no sense. It's everywhere. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It's just ridiculously uncontrolled. Well, we talked about that uncontrolled kind of recompense in the age of Aquarius. So now we see why the age of Aquarius has to happen. It's just too much, right? And to, I mean, understanding this and understanding the age and how things are working, right? I mean, considering all, for all intents and purposes, I mean, the way we're headed is like we're blindly walking into some cliff we don't even think is there, but we know it's there. That's, that's, that's hypocritical. It's like saying, yeah, I know it's there, but I don't really care. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. We all got to die someday. Right? It's that kind of inevitable, oh well, energy. And that is the Saturnian twist on this Piscean energy. It's the, the doubtfulness of what we really know to be true. We know, we know that this world is a mess. We know we should be, we know the law should be recycling. They should, the law should be you have to recycle. It shouldn't even be an option. To be an option to recycle to save the planet. I mean, that shouldn't be an option. So, seeing like this is showing that these ages are there to bring the maturity to man, so he understands the value of what he has and who he is, and all kinds of other things. But it's a cathartic process. Yeah. You know, the twelfth sign being like the twelfth house connects to sleep, but it also connects to debt. It connects to imprisonment. So, you know, slave should, slavery didn't stop. It just changed shape. Yeah. And so, the new slave is the new prisoner. The new prisoner is the new slave. Slave ships in the middle of the no, in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Why is the population of the of the system primarily? African American and, and Latino men. This is not an accident. This is not happenstance. Because where people are 
less intelligent or more intelligent has to do with you're a product of your environment and if I can control your environment I can control you as a product so understanding how these systemic things work then you understand hey I need to know what time it is and folks we are dealing with unprecedented expansion and the consequence thereof by dealing with the coronavirus that's what this is yeah there's two theories and I don't know which theory is correct because I'm not a doctor in that regard but I can tell you this much either theory it's still both exp relentless expansion of what was the cause of this thing some they say it was eating bats and all that I don't know if that's true but let's say for devil's advocate's sake it is it's still expansion and growth beyond your ring past not see understanding that Ma'at which is also representative of Jupiter also connects to Pisces yeah. right? understands that there's a law and there's consequences to the violation of that law which when you expand beyond your ring past not you might get a little something called a wake-up call. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with. And it's because one country can traverse to another country without any type of checks or balances, and now we have a whole system that's inculcated into expansion and growth, and nothing can stop it. Nothing, you can't stop it. So something will stop it. It's called the age of Aquarius. Yeah. All the checks and balances is waiting on you. But you see, I mean, this is how we begin to understand the ages and how they unfold. And this is what we're dealing with as we speak. So with that, we will table the conversation and show you, and you can actually see, that we are in the age of Pisces. We won't be into the age of Aquarius till about 2500 AD. Yeah. So we've got a little bit to go. We're in the cusp on the cusp, right? About 2250, we'll be actually in the three degree zone, which you really will, it will look and feel more like the age of Aquarius, but it still won't technically be there until we cross that, that 2500 year mark. Give or take, like I said, a few. I know some folks are so technically oriented. Well, what's the exact year? I give you the exact year. In fact, I think I gave it to the folks last when we did the show on the Age of Aquarius. So if you want to know the exact year, you got to go back and listen to that show. Right. I think maybe but around like 312. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, understanding that these ages are very real. The pulse of the planet is very real. The consequences of not understanding what's going on is very real and so when you seeing this and this is the knowledge that was bequeathed to us and how we ruled for so long remember America is only 250 years old there's civilizations that have ruled for four to five thousand years what have which have seen repetitious uh, yeah, that's very conservative, right? So, I mean, this is a drop in the bucket, y'all, as far as what we're seeing, as far as the world is concerned. But this is a time where, yes, we have never seen this much growth, never seen this much expansion, and never seen this much um, interaction globally at any given time. So, with that, with that type of atmosphere and world we live in, yeah, it doesn't take much to, to shake and rattle you know things like it's like like what's happening right now, and if we're not careful, this is just a precursor of something that really can shift, you know, and and change things in a much more drastic way. So hopefully, folks, we take this serious and we really do grab the bull by the horns and knock this out. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um, you know, as we wrap this up, I want to remind you all that. You know, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calipusha Astrology. Um, make sure you follow us on all platforms. Um, you know, we're at Instagram at Push It, I mean, at Cosmic Convo. Um, we're at Facebook at Cosmic Convos as well. Um, and we're on all platforms except Title. So we, we, we work, <laughs> we working on that, but we're on every other, you know, 
podcasting platform out there, including YouTube. So, um, you know, go check us out, like, share, you know, um, get other people to listen. And um, like I said, we're going to be releasing more details on the Patreon as well, um, you know, for you guys to get more engaged with the show and kind of, you know, help support the show so we can grow and, and take it to a new level. Uh, Brother Rod, do you um you got anything that you want to, you know, give to the people before we uh, check out? Yeah, um, definitely. So we got, I've been um, pretty busy just trying to really uh, get these classes out to the people. Um, we've had a successful uh, class for uh, astrology fundamentals. And what the, basically astrology fundamentals, what it is, is uh, you learning the nuts and bolts, the basics of astrology and really understanding the inner workings of it. You know, astrologers, um, they can wow you with a lot of different things and different techniques and stuff like that, but, you know, none of them can hold a candle to someone that holds a great deal of knowledge with regards to the fundamentals because that's really where you do understand how and why things manifest. And so um, that is uh, has happened, Astrology Fundamentals, uh, level one was completed, and we are on level two. Um, so, if you're interested, definitely hit me up. Uh, either uh, one of those avenues, either via IG, Facebook, or through Gmail. Uh, get at me. Uh, we're doing uh, level two, and so level two will be uh, in in uh, full swing until July 5th, right around July, and that will be the end of the semester. And then the next semester we'll pick up right in August and then we'll carry that right into the holidays right around uh, Thanksgiving. So it takes about a good year to a year and a half, folks, to really get the nuts and bolts of astrology to be comfortable and to be fluid enough to really do it properly. Um, you can't learn it in a couple of months. You can't learn it in a couple. I even still learn to this day. And no one, anyone that tells you they've mastered astrology is giving them a really special look. Because you can't master it in one lifetime. Yeah. That's how vast it is. So uh, I take people, give you the basics, give you the real, a real strong foundation. And then that's where you as an individual become an astrologer. And then you take on those very specific techniques and things that you want to do and learn and master and so forth. Um, and so um, I am offering those classes. Again, uh, we have level one, we have level two and level three. Um, and if you're interested, again, hit me up, definitely let me know, and I will shoot you a kite and let you know about uh, how to join and how much it is and uh, how we facilitate the courses. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, also, I wanted to let y'all know that, um, you know, I know I've been talking about the short films and stuff like that. So um, finally dropped Ninth Lord Films. That's the uh, film arm of uh, Push It Forward Media Group. And, um, you know, we got a short film coming up and um, it's in the post-production stage right now. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll post, you know, the um, the logo, you know, for the film company and see if y'all can figure out, you know, A, what's the ninth lord uh, of my chart? That's what's um, driving the whole name and everything. And B, you know, what nakshatra is falling in because... The logo has a lot of astrological symbology in it. So, um, you know, we, maybe we'll put something out there for that. Um, indeed. And on another note, um, hit, hit Brother Rob for the consultations as well. You know, we're in a very key time. Um, a lot of things are changing and you, you want to be informed. You want to make informed decisions. And astrology is one of those tools that helps you do that. You know, that I mean, I do it. I'm, I'm you know, uh, Brother Ra uses it. You know, you want to know what time you're in and, you know, how to move accordingly, you know, because it's going to be key moving forward without a doubt. Oh, indeed. I mean, if you're, if you have investments, if you're trying to buy a house, if you're um, thinking about moving to another place, if you think about getting married, if you think about having children, if you have children and want to know what the best way is to guide your child, where to put your child, what's your child's gifts, attributes, and and proclivities and talents, all those things can be revealed. But 
in fact this is a very crucial time you do want to know what's going on in your life spiritually and um, psychologically speaking so definitely uh, hit me up let me know um, my rates can be easily disseminated in fact um, hit me up and uh, there's a special I got going on right now because classes are starting um, I'm trying to kind of bring the people that I do readings over on into the classes so that they can begin to read for themselves and to kind of um, navigate their own charts so if you're interested if you do get a chart reading you do get a discount on the classes that's another thing to keep in mind as well so definitely hit me up if you're interested indeed indeed so um you know with all that being said thank you all for tuning in to episode one of season two um you know we got a lot of you know great episodes a lot of great you know information and stuff like that to share with you this season so definitely stay tuned in um you know and uh stay safe out there you know make sure you build your immunity up you know don't get caught up in the hype of you know all the fear and everything like that don't let the news and everybody scare you stay peaceful and um we'll you know be right here same place next week all right Peace. Peace.